what's happening, my friends? Dr. Drill's Making Motivation podcast. We're again, 15th, I believe. The 15th of March 2020. Shit hitting the fan with the coronavirus. <clears throat> it's the biggest joke that no one's laughing at anymore. Beautiful day, 50 degrees. Spring is clearly on its way. Got friggin' flowers pushing out of the ground here at the gas station. Beautiful rays of sunshine blanketing the earth. <clears throat> and here we go. There's a, there's a full parking lot. The CVS, combination of the CVS and... Uh, state store car wash is a little bit freaking down on volume this morning usually there's got a day like this there'd be dozens of guys out there drying down cars and waxing and vacuuming shit out yeah the state school state store that is the uh, pa1 and spirits saw uh, mentioned last night <clears throat> They're closing those down, at least in certain counties, PA state stores. So everybody's got a run on the state stores right now, going in there to stack up on booze, wine, and spirits. Saw a post from my buddy yesterday who showed that there was a fucking least a 15, 20 person line out there at the state store, people filling up, literally. We had some friends over last night, and, uh, well, backing up yesterday, are beyond my wife's sta- um, stocking up on all items at the grocery store, Our fucking pantry and refrigerator is chock full. Yesterday afternoon, our sole responsibility was to pay a little visit to great-grandma who lives a couple miles down the road at a senior facility, and we were supposed to have a 90th birthday party for her this weekend. It was canceled. We had people coming in from New York City and flying in from etc., you know, all these different areas. Had to cancel it for her health because this fucking coronavirus. Now I know we're all being bombarded with the details of it, but mortality looks like that I've seen. Young people are largely spared, maybe 1% of uh, middle-aged people, 1% to 2% are affected, and then goes up to 15 or 20 percent for the elderly. Now, these are for countries, I, I don't know, I like to think our country is better prepared, but I'm not so sure about that anymore. I'm, I'm not so sure anybody really knows how to prepare for this, because it's uncharted territory. It's a virus we're unfamiliar with. We don't have adequate tests available to uh, determine that somebody definitively has it. Of course, this is cold and flu season, so um, 
it's just a crazy time right now, a real crazy time. Got some motorcyclists out, that's good. So after uh, we went to Gigi's house and pulled up, Mandy's mom was already there with her boyfriend. Boyfriend's a hot rodder. He's got like a really nice looking, uh, I don't know what it is, some sort of uh, challenger, but like a tricked out orange challenger. This thing is fucking nice. So um, we pull into the the area, the assisted living, not even assisted living, it's just a fucking, an old folks home. It's a nice one, you know, real nice. Clean, well kept, good food, all that shit. And so we start pulling in, you know, we're just, we're going to, we weren't going to go into her house because she's at risk. So we figured we would just linger outside in the parking lot by the sidewalk where she, uh, by her apartment and sing happy birthday. And I chimed in with a little amore. When the moon hits your eyes like a big pizza pie, that's amore. So we did a little bit of that and then fucking fuzz showed up, or at least the security for the establishment, they're like, oh, you guys gotta get away, it was the strangest thing ever, because here, the old folks love kids, and love visitors, and all that, they don't get enough of them, and here, they, you know, the policy was, like, you can't have visitors, especially young people, it was like, for a brief moment in time, the young and the old were, were enemies, and that, some older, we saw some goat faces stick their little q-tip heads open the drapes and and peer out at us judge with eyes of judgment upon us to see what we were up to you know and uh yeah so they didn't want us there felt dirty felt fucking dirty so we went back to the house, had a few hours later, we cleaned the shit out of it. A few hours later, we had some family over, just a family of three. I like, I got to defend that. Can't have fucking family and friends over. Jesus Christ. All the community that we have in this country, which honestly, we need more of it. The togetherness, the, the bond, the uh, cooperation, it's kind of being stepped on right now by this virus. I think for years to come, people aren't going to fucking shake hands or hug each other. And Man, I'm a hugger. I'm just all over everybody. I just, just want to show people that I care. I have to find ways to do that with body language. And there's a bar, two, two and a half, to almost three o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody's at the bar. And that bar is always packed. Word is they're going to close restaurants. So, and of course people are defiant. They're like, fuck, you know, even if they're not frightened about this, they're, they're looking for, you know, come on, man, wait a second, we can't go out and have beers? Well, we can't get together with my family this weekend, I gotta cancel this birthday party, and so on and so forth. So it's a very peculiar time right now. And I was pretty, uh, if I'm honest, I was pretty anxious over the past 24 hours 48 hours, because from Friday, from Thursday of last week, all my teaching went online completely, 
and they want programs, you know, what are we, how are we going to teach online, and so on and so forth. So, there's that, there's my, the office, you know, everybody's asking on, towards the end of last week, what are we going to do, and we were open, we were busy. I don't know about this week, though, you know, I looked at this, I was just in yesterday, uh, earlier, and for the last three, three or four hours, I've been at the office fucking around, writing a letter, basically. I woke up this morning and contacted my mother-in-law, who is a former public health nurse. I contacted a few chiropractic colleagues. Hey, what are you doing? Are you guys open? How are we going to get through this? What are we up to? And so my one friend, she's out there in um, Seattle, suburbs of Seattle, and Sounds like she's got a very successful practice out there, and they've been dealing with this since January, and people are kind of adapting to it. I don't know what this guy's doing. I know that there's a virus in the air, but if you got a Corvette, and you're driving, fucking Sunday driving, in a 45 miles per hour, and you're doing 40, you're a pussy. Let's go, bro. Get your ass moving. Um, old frickin' racist ass for pink slips. So yeah, I'm at the office, I'm making some calls, talk to a guy who's like a tenth of a mile down the road, they're all planning on being there, you know, we're, we're healthcare providers, we're essential, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm torn, I feel like this is a moral dilemma, because as far as being quote-unquote essential personnel... I don't know about that. You know, we help people with their orthopedic issues, with their with their pain and their their backs and all that stuff. And but I think in a lot of cases, it's chiropractic has always been viewed as something extra, something that oh, you know, I got to go to the physical therapist or the chiropractor or the massage therapist. It's like, yeah, you're working through something, you need the care, but it's not a life or death situation. So. I don't want to be so brazen to say, oh, yeah, we're essential personnel. Essential for what? You know? I don't know. I love it. I love what I do. I love my patients. I want to be there for them. But I don't want to put them or myself and my family at risk with this virus spreading. I don't like the way that feels. And obviously nobody does, but... I don't like what this is doing to people, how we're being wary about um, interacting. And we're being wary about business as usual. You know, this practice is our bread and butter. This is a big deal. And if I don't take care of these people, they're going to be in pain. Their quality of life's going to suck. <clears throat> their mobility is going to be challenged. But if I take care of them and and they come in with a virus and it spreads to me and my family or other people, that's going to be a real tough spot, tough situation, you know. Now, some say that this virus, it's 70% of the population or more is going to get it. And most of us aren't even going to feel it or it's going to be minor symptoms. But the old people in our lives, they are going to be potentially subject to... Uh, 
you know, we're going to have some problems. Well, look at the park. I've never seen a park so full in my life. Everybody's out there walking their dogs and doing laps and shit. More people outside than I've ever seen. So, what an interesting time. You know, last night after we our company left and closed up shop, said goodnight to my kids. They come in, they, they usually hop on the bed and give me big hugs and kisses. My daughter did as usual, but my son, he was pretty, uh, he was like, oh, dad, uh, I don't want to get sick, you know. I was like, this fucking sucks. I can't embrace my son, put my arm around him. I'm not even so sure my wife wants to kiss me, you know. It definitely, it puts a, it puts a barrier up between people, maybe appropriately. I don't know. Hopefully that we look back on this and say, ah, fuck it, this is a bunch of bullshit. Didn't affect us as much as we thought it was going to affect us because we did these things. So I want to be proud to say that I did these things. I took all precautions. So at the office, we're fucking cleaning every spare square inch of the joint um, and making sure that everything is spick and span and that we've got distance between myself and the, and the patients and wear a mask. Go ahead, wear a fucking mask. Um, if you're immune compromised, if you're elderly, maybe you want to cancel your appointment. So, yeah, it's going to be an issue. Here's the Rising Sun restaurant. We got <coughs> less than 10 cars in that parking lot. They usually do big brunches this time of year. Cars out and about, I don't know where they're going. Maybe they're going to the liquor store to stock up on their booze. Maybe they're going to the food store to pick up supplies. The vast majority of the workforce is not going in tomorrow, including my wife and my kids. My friend uh, Barb, her husband has been in the hospital since Wednesday. He's had something respiratory-wise, a flu. He had bronchitis for a while before that. He just got home, but they, now they can't leave the house for two fucking weeks. Very, very strange times. Strange days indeed. Most peculiar, mama. So I'm heading home now. Try to stay away from the internet for at least the next few hours. I can't take much more of this. It's just like the virus is it's dominating our attention. And just constant barrages of this information about it. It's troubling. It's depressing. So, I'm going to handle some work on the computer, maybe. Do some schoolwork. Grade some papers. Prepare for tomorrow. And I want to burn some friggin' pine boughs that I cut off yesterday. I have these big pine trees, like I don't know, white pine, spruce, whatever the fuck they are, lining our community. And we've been trying to, we've been considering taking the boughs up off the ground, just cutting up maybe a couple feet. And so I did that with my chainsaw yesterday. It felt friggin' good, I'll tell you that.
just give it a little, oh, look, it looks pretty good too, look at that, nice. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pile of twigs to burn. family is home. Got a sneaking suspicion they're out. No, they're home. Good. All right. Well, love and respect, my friends. That's the uh, scuttlebutt for today. Um, to be sure, this is going to be an eventful week, but as I look out, and, and I have to say, I have to reflect, you know, it wasn't a month ago, a couple months ago, that I was talking about the schedule and the grind and the life and, and, and how sometimes it gets the best of you in terms of just your many responsibilities and trying to squeeze in all the things that matter, like spending time with family and going on vacations and even doing things around the house, clean up the house, clean up the yard. It's all fun. It's all important to do. It's good for morale. It's good for a human being because we're so we're so dedicated to our work and, and all that shit, all the busyness. And it can be overwhelming, and it certainly does that to me. I don't think that makes me unique. Well, here we have this break from the mundane, an obligatory break. Everything's closing down. People are scared. Now, how do we contend with this? Now that we've got this unnatural pause in our lives, what are we to do with this? Are we going to be just sick and scared the entire time? Hopefully not in that order. Are we going to have the, let this change our society? And what is the change is going to look like going forward? Is this going to be, obviously this is historic. It's right up there with other pandemics and things like that. And we've only read about those things such as, you know, measles killing people and smallpox and polio and very few people are still alive that can can speak to these situations. We read about them in books and history classes sometimes. You know, 30, 50 years from now, people going to read about this COVID-19 pandemic and the way that it changed our society, how people acted, how people regard one another. And I posted online earlier in the week that, you know, my thoughts on it, which got some decent reviews. It got me writing. That's a positive thing, right? And the writing, um, it's just, it's interesting how it's gotten people changing their game and, and considering the things that really matter to them. And, and frankly, people are scared. I'm scared. A lot of folks... There's less and less folks thumbing their nose at the, what could be a significant deal, you know. Um, and less and less people saying, ah, well, it's just the old and the young or, and the pregnant and the immune compromised. There's enough people among us that are in those categories. If we start losing people, that'd be a damn shame, right? And you start losing the connections between us, that would be a horrible thing. that's what makes our society whole our ability to go out there and, and get together with people have a nice meal go out to a sporting event root on the eagles now people are going to be reluctant to do that at least for a while what is this going to change how is this going to change our society 
like in 2020. And I saw this, I thought this was interesting. People um, have been talking about the... Um, how everybody was was looking for two weeks off, couldn't, you know, was desperate for that. Well, now we have it. We don't, and it's not on our terms, of course. Not like we're going on a freaking vacation to the Caribbean for two weeks. It's, it's obligatory, and it's under the worst circumstances. A villain that we can't see, we can barely conceptualize, yet we get inundated with information about it from all points every day. Every day. Very, very interesting. Whether it be something from the CDC or the World Health Organization or a report from Italy, what's going on there, how many people are getting it, what's the death rate, the UK, uh, Iran, there was digging, I saw something yesterday, digging mass graves, you could see it from space or something, oh my God, really? God for fucking bid. You know, so let's hope that this is a minor blip on the radar screen, something that we can all bounce back from, no problem, and that um, we just learn. It's a learning point, and it brings us together. We can only hope that it brings us together and unifies people against some of the common enemies we have out there in society. It's scary. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Stay motivated. Take care of one another. Huh! Huh!